75% of people think real estate agents aren't very trustworthy. The only way to change that perception is to change the reality. If you're looking for a career where integrity matters and you can guide others through tough, high stakes decisions, come join us at Story Real Estate and help drive that 75% down to zero. I'm Chris, the owner and founder. Let's see if we have a career you'll love. Hey y'all. It's good to talk about Texas again. Like it's, it's been, it's been too long because the Texas Rangers are in the World Series, and we got Mark Dewey on to talk about now it. That's exciting. You know, Welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on the Water Boy, and and our uh, probably the best voice on the Fight Lab Feast Network, Mark Dewey. Yeah, is with us. I know. Yeah, guys, I, I just realized I feel a little bit funny about this because. Um, you know, when is this show going to air? Because the World Series is like going on right now. Yeah, I know. Like tonight's yeah. game four yeah. of the World Series. And like it could be over in two days. Like, I mean, just saying like somebody's going to four. How could it be over in two produ- days? Producer's going to figure it out. All right. Well, in, in, in if they win, yeah, yeah. if they get if the consecutive wins would get it you over, have, you have to win four games yeah. out of seven and you uh-huh. win. So, so I'm just saying, yeah, like, somebody's right. got to figure this out. But, yeah. um, anyways, whatever day this is, if you're a fan of Cross Politic or the Fight Lefties Network, then surely you know we have a merch store, right? Rowdy Christian Merch is your one stop shop for everything Cross Politic merchandise. We've got t shirts, hoodies, hats, they, baseball caps. They owe me a hoodie, but we've You've got so many hoodies. I know. But they owe me another Dude, hoodie. You got like you your show, own closet just for hoodies. You show up in the studio with another hoodie. I need one more. Yeah. Ask uh, me how many more I need after that. Okay, I will. <laughs> just one. Um, they've got hoodies. They've got hats, baseball hats. We've got uh, specialty items like backpacks, mugs, coffee, even AirPod cases. Visit Rowdy Christian Merch at rowdychristian.com and buy that next gift or a little something for yourself. Hey, it's not too early to start buying gifts for, you know, Thanksgiving gifts, Halloween yeah, gifts, yeah, yeah. reformation, um, post reformation you know, day, reformation month gifts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Semper reformanda. Again, that's rowdychristian.com, rowdychristian.com. As Gabe mentioned, we're very grateful to have with us, uh, online here with us, our good friend, Mark Dewey. Yes. Uh, Mark Dewey is a former major league, uh, baseball, uh, pitcher with the San Francisco giants, Dusty New- Baker, New York Mets, Pittsburgh pirates. He's now, um, husband, father, renaissance man, and the host of <laughs> In the Bullpen, yes, uh, which is the baseball podcast. If you didn't know we had a baseball podcast on yeah. the Fight Laugh Feast Network, mm-hmm. uh, you're not paying attention. But um, uh, uh, Mark, I'm telling you, it's the best voice on the, on the network. I don't, I don't watch yeah. baseball, but I listen to Mark. Okay. I do. That's, that's, Mark, that's true. Thanks for coming back on the show, man. Yeah, it's great to see you guys again. So um, I wanted to just, we want to start by just like, we do want to get to the um, the World, the World Series, Series yeah. and the most, the, the, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. Um, I don't think that's right. But um, <laughs> I, I'd like to zoom out just a little bit with you as we kick this off. I mean, yeah. what's your take? Big picture take on the 2023 uh, Major League Baseball season. Yeah, um, yeah. What are some of your big takes, um, takeaways? Uh, I guess just in terms of the baseball being played. Um, I'm also interested on your, your take on the on the new rules. Yeah, uh, touchdown I, scored. I, um, the, the shot clock for the pitcher. I'm, I want to hear I, about I, that. Like, I'm still I'm yeah. still frankly a little bit bitter about um, some of those changes. Um, but um, big picture, what's your takeaways? Uh, big takeaways from the 2023 Major League Baseball season. Well, let's start with the rules. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them either. I did anticipate that the Pitch timer. You know, I've called it a pitch clock, and I've noticed that MLB is not calling it a pitch clock, 
but a pitch timer. I was confident that that was going to increase the pace of the game and therefore increase or decrease the time of games. And I'm all for a, a quicker pace. I just don't like that as a means of bringing it about. Yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of faded into the background. I've watched a number of games on TV. I did go to a Braves-Phillies game toward the end of the season. And unless you're really paying attention, it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. The rule that I really dislike is the two either disengagement or throwovers by the pitcher per at-bat. Yeah. So if I'm pitching and there's a good base runner, let's say uh, Acuna Jr. is on first, and I hold for a while and deliver a pitch, I hold and I step off, I deliver a second pitch, I think he might be going, I pick over, I don't get him. Mm-hmm. I can't pick back over or step off unless I get him out. So if I either step off, which I'm not going to get him out if I step off, or pick over, and I don't get him, it's a bulk. I hate that rule. Yeah, mm. uh, And I really wish they'd get rid of that. The the yeah. shift thing, yeah, again, I, to me, a manager ought to be able to put his position players where he wants. Yeah. But I really do not like the disengagements. I think that the, the increase of the pace of play, they could remove that, and probably it wouldn't have a big impact on pace of play. Mm-hmm. So as a rule... Uh, I'm not a big fan of the rules of the new rules for this year. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'd like to see them go away that, that again, probably the only rule, and this has been around for a little while and they don't use it in the postseason that I dislike more than the disengagements, uh, throwovers is starting extra innings with a runner on second base. I hate that rule. Is the, um, how much have the games shortened because of the, the shot clock for the pitcher, uh, I think I saw, or, or, or you know, recently when I started getting engaged again because the Rangers are in the World Series, it seems like the games are down to about two hours now. Yeah, I think I think average maybe two, right around two and a half. I think it it cut down. I haven't looked at the numbers real recently, but it had cut a good twenty five to thirty minutes off a typical game. Wow, most very few games this year lasted over three hours. Right, so in that sense, it worked. Yeah. There's no you can argue that it worked. Um, and I'm again, I'm all for a, a quicker pace. One of my pitching coaches, uh, Ray Miller, I mean, his big mantra was work fast, throw strikes, change speeds. I think working fast and keeping the game going is advantageous to pitchers and defenses. Right. So I like it. I just don't like it kind of being forced on us. But some might argue it's the only way we're going to get there. Well, is it has it? Do you think it has more to do with the people and less about the game itself? Is that something that's changing? Like, are the people changing? Like, you look at NFL. NFL Red Zone is a thing. Are you familiar with NFL Red Zone at all? Uh, somewhat. I don't follow it real close, but I'm somewhat familiar, yes. So NFL Red Zone is basically the setup that anybody who's in the Red Zone, they basically show that part of the game. And they'll catch you up as things are going on. But they'll show you all of the games that are taking place, primarily within what is focused zone. within the Red yeah. Zone. And whoever's closest to the Red Zone gets the the main camera. And sometimes they'll go Octabox or they'll go yeah. you know Quad Box. But that's the focus, and so you're seeing every game take place, all the big plays, and inside of the red zone. Does so baseball right right now the the speed of the game has picked up because of the individual has changed, and less has the has the game changed. NFL stay the same for the most part, but you know the the people have changed, and so they've created a whole another thing to allow people to watch the game differently. Is baseball in that place where they're concerned about a viewer, and so they do this to try and get more attention to the viewer, or is the game? itself just changing well it's interesting if you go back 20 years 30 years 40 years 
the game times were typically two hours, two and a half hours. Mm. So they slowed way down over the last several decades. Mm. The reason why this rule was put back in place is fundamentally because people don't have a longer than 10 second attention span. <laughs> right. So, so it really is for younger viewers. A lot of the rule changes really are all about, about trying to attract viewers. And I'm, I guess I wouldn't say I'm opposed to that. The issue I have is, okay, we're attracting viewers or we're getting people in the seats, but are they baseball fans? Right. You know, that's my concern is, are, are, are the, is the younger generation going to be truly baseball fans or simply entertainment fans that will tune into baseball or go to a ball game every now and then? So you said put this rule back in place. Did they used to have some sort of shot clock rule? No, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that if you go back, Games, if you go back 70s, 80s, even, uh, even into the 90s, games were, at as long as they are now with this rule, or even shorter without uh, those rules. In other yeah. words, there's all sorts of things that have come into play. You have commercial breaks that are longer, which lengthens the games. You have walk-up music, which, which really kind of began toward the end of my career in the 90s. You have walk-up music, and, and, and you see that there are times in which a person is delaying, let's say, getting into the batter's box so that the walk-up song can get to a certain point. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that have come into the game that slowed it down. Huh. Mm. A lot of the data and analytics have slowed it down. Yeah. So it's not like we had to have the pitch timer to have shorter games yeah. because for the vast majority of the history of the game, there's the games are short. Production there. Mark, um, are, do you think all these rule changes are going to stick? Is there any um, talk amongst players or managers or owners that um, there's going to be any more shifts this coming offseason? I have not heard anything about changing other than Joe Madden, former Major League Manager, very successful Major League Manager. You know, he has suggested basically with the pitch timer in place, they can eliminate a lot of the other rules because the the pace of play with the pitch timer in place will still be what it is. And then you don't have the other rules. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that do not like the runner at second base rule. Right. But I, I heard during the regular season, you know, that started back in, in the COVID year of yep. 2020. Yep. I've not heard that, that they're going to remove that. And, and again, it's, it's a matter of, of not wanting games to go too long in part, as it regards just time, but in part as it regards pitching. Yeah. But I just think that that's pretty brutal if you cannot handle your pitching staff uh, after having a 16-inning game or whatever it might be. Right. I think that's, that's your problem, not not the game's problem. Mark, what's uh, what were some of the other big takeaways from the season? Um, maybe uh, you know, highlights for you or surprises for you? Well, I think the big surprise is the Diamondbacks being in the World Series. <laughs> I would say it's a little bit of a surprise for the Rangers, but I would say it's a huge surprise both from what you would have thought at the beginning of the season and even what you would have thought when the postseason started. Right. I mean, huh. record-wise, the Diamondbacks were the worst team. Um, uh, I would say it was a bit of a surprise that the Braves um, were eliminated as quickly as they were. Right. Uh, I would say if you want to look at, quote-unquote, big, big, big picture, I would say it was very disappointing for me to see what was lacking in Major League Baseball with all of the LBGTQ plus yeah. IA, PT, whatever, in comparison to what happened in hockey. Yep. Mm. It didn't take that many hockey players to say, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and I don't remember, I don't follow the NHL that quick that much, but I remember when one of them didn't, 
the media was going ballistic, saying this guy ought to be fined. Right. And I think he was a player with the Flyers. The Flyers ought to be fined, et cetera. And the, the head coach <laughs> and the owner, everybody backed up the player. And now all of a sudden, the NHL has decided, well, you know what? We're not going to do these things anymore. Right. And it was, I don't know. I don't think it was five guys, six guys at the most. Yeah. And I was very disappointed, especially with what took place in L.A., on the lack of right. very clear, no, this is ridiculous. So where I think three guys that were very, very clear about it, but, but come on. I mean, that's just not a hard, if you're a Christian, that's just, that's not a hard one to just publicly say that this is blasphemous yeah. and I cannot endorse this or sit by silently while this stuff goes on. Mark, for our listeners, we describe what happened in LA. I think that's important. So for years now, every team but, and Gabe's going to get fired up about this, every team but the Texas Rangers has had a pride night. That's right. Promise land. <laughs> Rangers kind of, the Rangers kind of put the knife and twisted it. I think it was last year because they actually did have a pride night, but it was about Charlie Pride. So they actually kind of got in your face by having a pride night that had nothing to do with pride night. <laughs> wow. This has been going on for some years now. It's bad. But this year, the Dodgers didn't simply have a pride night. They honored with, I think they call it, called it the Hero Heroes of the Community Award. They honored a group yeah. known as the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Right. Talk about unmitigated rank blasphemy against yeah. Christ Jesus. It, it doesn't really get much worse than that yeah. publicly. Yeah. And the Dodgers honored this group. And very few players had anything to say about it. Yeah. And I, it was just, it's like I said, if you're not going to say anything about this, then I'm not sure what you would ever speak up about. These are, yeah. so these are drag queens. Yeah. Um, and you know, Kershaw, Clayton, Clayton Kershaw's on, on the Dodgers. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. It's, and he's, yeah. he's been an outspoken Christian or everyone knows he's a Christian. Right. And it, yeah. even he eventually came out with a response. But basically the Dodgers eventually came out and said, okay, we're going to reinstitute family night now. Yeah. That Dodgers is kind of a result of this. Right. Like that was their peace offering to Clayton Ker Kershaw and, and all this. You know, um, Mark, what is, what's the play here? I mean, everybody, I've been listening to Whitlock talk about the play that the LGBTQ is moving inside of NFL. Um, they're all inside of the staff of the DEI and all that stuff like that. What is the play for baseball? Why, why are they after baseball? I think, I think they're after two things. They're after major sports because of just the, the publicity of it, but they're also after the places where normally historically you would find a larger percentage of so-called alpha males than other places. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they can have the platform of a major NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, and if they, like, again, in this situation, if they can have a bunch of men who are by nature competitive, who are by nature aggressive, all of those things, be passive That's right. and let this stuff go on, that's right. let alone endorse it. I mean, endorsing mm -hmm. is great, but I don't even think that's the big deal. Mm -hmm. If they can do this and men don't speak up, I think that's a victory for them. Yeah. Wow. I don't know their motives, but I know I know that if I had a bunch of guys that were generally very aggressive, very outspoken, very competitive, and they tucked their tail between their legs, yep. I would consider my side to be victorious in that. But here's the thing. Notice wow. what was that's going on. That's, that's, that's really good. That's good. Notice what's going on here is you've got the LGBT community, small minority of community, pushing their sexual ethics on another organization. Right. Like, right. like they don't 
work for them. They don't own the NFL. They don't own NHL. They don't own well, that's, the that, major league. But they're getting their sexual ethics like pushed into their culture and having them celebrate it on right. Pride Night or whatever. Right. It's, it's incredible. This is because um, religion is always public. Yeah. Yeah. There is always a public religion. There is yeah. always a religion in the public square. The question is not whether, it's just which Every religion. Every knee will bow. That's right. There's always going to be a flag. There's yeah. always going to be a symbol. There's yeah. always going to be a god of yeah. the public square. And everybody realizes that we're, we're, we're innately religious creatures. Right. And and if you tr- if you remove the Lord Jesus Christ, if you remove the triune God, there you um, nature abhors a vacuum, mm-hmm. and a God is going to fill that that empty space. You cannot have an actual naked public square. It will right. always be adorned um, with the worship of some God. That's right. And, and so Christians for too long were lied to and accepted this notion of a neutral public square. Right. And, um, and in its place has grown up this pantheon uh, of yep. pansexual yep. Uh, confusion and idols. And they understand that there's a God. Yep. This is the God. This is the God that, that the people have chosen. And I think uh, Mark, I think has a, Fantastic point, though, that um, yeah, going after the men um, and getting the men to be subservient, getting the men to be quiet, at the very least, means you've you've won a very strategic war. But, I, I think that's I think that's doesn't it have to assume, though, too, though, that they've already successfully conquered the women. Right. Because usually the enemy likes to go after the women yeah. to get to the man or, or they but, know that the women follow. I mean, that's a pretty bold move to go straight after the alphas, unless, Mark, the alphas ain't alphas. alphas. Well, that's why I said what historically has been the place (laughs) people find, right? And then again, when you watch, if you watch a game, like if you you watch the ALCS, when uh, Garcia did something that I absolutely hate and despise as far as it took him an hour and a half to let go of his bat and then another hour and a half to run around the bases... (laughs) And then he gets drilled. Now, was it intentional or not? In a regular season game, I'd say absolutely. In that situation, I don't know. But the point is, is you see that kind of stuff. You see men that are willing to administer discipline, if you will, if they think <laughs> not being done right. Yeah. You have yeah. men willing to, to fight about it if they've been the one disciplined and they don't like it. Yeah. So there's still that there as it regards to the way they play the game. Though, again, even when I talk about that, that home run, whatever you want to call it, that is also far more prevalent in baseball than it had been in the past. And I think that that plays into it as well. Basically, you're telling men, do whatever feels good to do. Mm. As long as you say you're not disrespecting that pitcher when you take an hour to get around the bases, or as long as you say you're not disrespecting that hitter when you shove a a fake sword into your scabbard, well, then that's okay. (laughs) Well, that feeds into the same thing then. Okay, then if that's the case, then what does it matter what I do with this woman? Yeah, right. I I don't know what another huge story that was huge when it happened and had about 24 to 36 hours of coverage when the truth came out is Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Yeah. I had his reputation and I'm not a huge I I mean, I respect his work ethic. I'm not a huge fan of his. I don't like what he stands for. This is obviously sinful in the eyes of God. But Major League Baseball preaches consent is everything. I had to sit and watch the stinking videos year after year when I was coaching. Mm. And then because they don't like Trevor Bauer, they they cost him tens of millions of dollars, destroy his reputation. Yeah. And then this year it comes out, the whole thing was a lie, more than a lie. It was yeah. a setup. And, and, and again, 
that was in the news for about 24 to 36 hours and that's it so so this gal went after trevor slept slept with him and was texting her friend saying hey how should i get money out of him um you know going into knowing that she was going to go into this relationship or whatever with him trevor slept with her and then even after they slept together, they had, she had a recording of her face and everything. But anyway, she later um, me tooed him. Basically, right. said he 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 he's physical to me. Um, he yeah. forced me, all that stuff. Right. And then um, two years later, like all this tape, lawyers hid evidence about her after recording yeah. tapes and yeah. or video evidence and all this stuff. And they got me tooed and just destroyed and all this. And of course, wow. If you're a married man and, you, and you're faithful, you don't have these problems. But um, right, you know, well, unless you're the SBC. Oh yeah, right, right. Okay, you 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 can <laughs> back into the crowd. <laughs> you can ask you can ask Mark about the SBC, but first I have to read this ad. Uh, Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected today, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com. Mark, I wanted to ask you, you know, you spoke about earlier that, you know, about the, Texas Rangers, you yeah. want to ask about Texas Rangers. Cause, yes. Cause that's, no, we got to get no. there. We got to get there. Okay. Uh, I'll let you ask about the Texas Rangers. I want to ask about how you get people to engage more with baseball, because it seems like baseball historically has been one of those things that sons have handed down to their fathers. It's the only sport or that maybe I, fathers handed down I'm to sorry. their sons. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's what that. I that's meant. Interesting. But also the that. way things are going these days, you don't know how the person identifies. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, it's a Malachi it Ford thing. Yeah. We yeah. hand it back and forth to right. one another. Yeah, yeah. 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 Identity is covenant. In, in defense of chalk, right there, a lot of people would argue that now the game is sons handing it down to the fathers. In other words, all the young people think that they know something that's not been discovered for 150 years. And they're teaching old guys like me what the game's really about. So oh. you're not that. Oh, you know oh, what, Mark? Oh, you know, my oh, man, oh, my oh, man oh, coming through for your boy. <laughs> but fathers handed down the game to their son. That's how I know that people yeah. have enjoyed yeah. baseball. That's, I, I play because of my dad. Yeah. Right. Heavily yeah. generational it, sport. It, it yeah. absolutely is. And I don't know any other sport that's quite like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and but right now with the generations being so fractured. I mean, and baseball being that's what it is. How do you how do you get people to enjoy baseball again without restoration of the family? Is that possible? Well, I suppose you could get individuals. You wouldn't have the generational, you know, my father handing me handed it down to me um, and teaching me the game uh, that. But even in family. So even when you have families, I remember this was well over 20 years ago, um, sitting at a triple A game. And as soon as the final out of the inning was made. There was music blaring and all sorts of stuff going on. And I sat there and I thought, you know, if I'm here with my eight-year-old son and I want, and I'm teaching my eight-year-old son how to score, keep score of a baseball game, or I want to talk to them, to my eight-year-old son about what just happened, I've got no ability to do so because I could hardly communicate wow. to him because of the noise, huh. visual noise and audio, you know, audible noise. So there's a lot of that as well. And again, baseball is not a game that is high octane as it regards action. It is a game that has tremendous action at times, but it is a game just like the pitcher hitter matchup is, as they say, the game within the game. Well, if you don't learn those things, if you don't see the beauty of those things, Uh then then it's hard to catch, if you will, baseball fever. So the, the game that the one game I went to in person this year was in Atlanta with the Braves and the Phillies. 
And what's so nice is, you know, you're able to see what's going on on the whole field. When you're watching on TV, you can only see wherever the TV camera is, right. is showing. Right, right. And so it doesn't have to be a major league game. It doesn't even have to be a professional game. But to be able to attend a game with your family and to show them the beauty of the game that they can't see on TV, again, whether you go all the way down to you know 12 and 13-year-olds, there's all sorts of stuff going on right now culturally and therefore within baseball as part of our culture that really is not conducive to seeing the goodness, the truth, and the beauty of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so much now about highlights, so much about what I can do, how far I can hit a ball, how hard I can throw a ball, me, 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 I, I, I. That to me is the biggest issue is, is the individualism. And, it, and it's really become now you don't see that in the two teams in the world series, right? Good teams are teams, right? Now you don't have, you don't have in baseball, you don't have a Michael Jordan. And I'm not saying the bulls were not a good team. What I'm saying is you can't, one person can't carry you like you could in the yeah. NBA. Right. Right. Yeah. And Fair so enough. the good teams, whether they're little league teams or major league teams trying to win a world series, they are going to be a team. But whether it's a little league team or a major league team, they have to overcome that everything now is so driven to me, 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 I, I, I. What's my batting average? What's my exit velocity? What's my ERA? All of those kind of things. That's got to be overcome, not only in the game, but I think for fans of the game. So, Mark, as we're recording, uh, we just finished game three last night. Uh, Rangers. Rangers up two to we're one. Up. Yes. Um, maybe, I don't know when we're going to play this show, but um, maybe you can be a prophet. Um, uh, oh yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Who, who who are you calling? You know, what are you seeing so far in the World Series, and um, and and how do you think it's going to go down? Well, I'm I'm rooting. Gabe will be happy for this. I'm rooting for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was rooting for Houston earlier because of Dusty, but I'm rooting for the Rangers. Yeah. The Rangers have not lost a road game this postseason. They're nine and zero on the road. Wow, wow. They play tonight on the road, on the road. at Arizona. Yep. They play. Tomorrow night on the road in Arizona. If that streak continues, this thing will be over tomorrow night. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen. A nine for nine is impressive in the postseason. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think Texas is going to win it. The caveat is this. I think Arizona does a great job of manufacturing runs, doing things like bunting, stealing bases, those kind of things. And Texas's biggest weakness is its bullpen, in my opinion. I still think that Texas will win, but I'm going to say Texas in six, which means that the Rangers will win at home on Friday night. All right. There you go. You there heard you it go. first. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Is there anything – last question here. Uh, I might have the last question. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Is there anything, like, unique to this season that has been fun compared to, you know, uh, past seasons besides the Texas Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> um, anything unique to the season? That's a good question. Right offhand, I don't think – nothing – stands out as far as on-field stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't I, I don't know if anything jumps out at me yeah. as far as something like we I mean there's always a, there's always going to be the case that when you go to a baseball game you're going to see something you've never seen before. Yeah. That's just the nature of baseball. But nothing right offhand jumps out at me. I, I might be forgetting something, but has there been uh, a lot has there been a lot more steals? I know they Enlarge the bases and and you know yeah. limit some of that. I mean, is, they is, made the bases yeah. bigger. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they made the bases bigger. Uh, have there been yeah, a lot? So, have there been a lot more steals? Why did they make the bases bigger? In <laughs> part, steals. in part, 
to increase the stolen bases. And and so, yeah, so here's what was unique that I missed. Ronald Acuna Jr., the first player ever in baseball history to hit 40 home runs or more and steal 70 bases or more. As a matter of fact, nobody even did 40, 60. Wow. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is a phenomenal player yeah. and deserves all the accolades that he gets. That said, the bigger bases has a fact have a factor in it, but more importantly than that is the disengagement throwers. Right, the pitcher rules. Um, yeah. So in other words, if uh, mm. somebody else that Can't had that kind him. of power, a Barry Bonds, had those rules, right. he, he almost certainly would have done it. But still, that's not to take away from Acuna. Yeah. Uh, it was a phenomenal accomplishment on his part. But I mean, I, I assume after two in- disengagements, the runner has a pretty significant advantage. He has a significant advantage. The other thing he has is he's got the pitch timer. Right. So when he sees the pitch timer going two, one, he knows. Yes, especially if yep. there've already been two disengagement slash throwovers. But even goes. if it hasn't been, yeah, easier that's, to get. That's jump. stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. <laughs> see, yeah. Now, are you, you fully convinced me yeah. that is stupid? I don't know. I like yeah. to see it. Mark, I, I, remember, <laughs> I, I remember talking to you one time. Uh, basically, you were talking about you know, so goes baseball, so goes America. Yeah, like there's a cultural. You think there's a, a particular cultural connection between baseball and the culture of America? I, I want you to I want you to answer that question, Mark. But I want you to also pitch your show and why everybody needs to listen to your show on ooh, the end of that question. Ooh. Okay. Well, I, basically, long ago, I don't know when I heard Henry Ventil's statement that culture is religion externalized. Right. I'm assuming the three of you all believe that. I know a lot of Christians, maybe most Christians, believe that. Yeah. Probably about thirty years ago or so. In particular, it really came to fruition when there was the baseball strike in 94, where people were complaining about this or that. And I, I granted, I used to be on radio, you know, like interviews a lot at that time. And I made the statement that baseball is simply a microcosm of our culture. Back in so 94. Yes. So in other words, I said, what you're seeing in baseball that you like, look around. You'll yeah. still see that in our culture. What you see in baseball that you dislike, look around and you'll see that's prevalent in our culture. So when you take Henry Van Til's statement and my statement, I think most Christians agree his statement is accurate. If mine is accurate, so culture is religion externalized. Baseball is a microcosm of our culture. Baseball, therefore, is a microcosm of the religion of our culture externalized. Mm. So when you're watching baseball, you're seeing a reflection of our culture and seeing a reflection of our culture, you're seeing a reflection or the externalization of the prominent held religion, which goes back to what Toby said just a few minutes ago. Yeah. That's, 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 and, and that's I, why I don't like the bases and, and being expanded anymore in the pitch clock because I just all saw that metaphor see, come to see, life. You see what you're I just, but, but all that, I saw was social justice movement. But, but, but that, <laughs> oh, man. But that's, but that's why you got to watch in the bullpen with Mark Listen Dewey. Listen to in the bullpen with Mark Dewey every week. It's about baseball, well, but it's well, not baseball about baseball. Uh, over. And so, Mark, do you got any more uh, podcasts coming out for uh, uh, now that baseball season's over? Well, I, I ended up my last podcast was the the day after the regular season ended. So okay. filling up, picking them back up for 2024. Yep. Um, I will say that listening to my final podcast from this year, um, kind of at the end, even, even a, well, kind of at the end, it, it gets a little bit, um, well, it, it's worth listening to. I think, I think it, <laughs> it says some things that may resonate with you. Um, 
So, but that, that was, uh, I guess it was October 1st or 2nd, whatever that yeah. first Monday in October and, and, was. And so you'll pick back up when uh, spring, preseason, spring, spring, training. spring training happens. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We call it spring training. <laughs> preseason. <laughs> no. Preseason. No. No. Mark, spring training. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Go listen to In the Bullpen Pub app. You can find it yep, there. Download the app. FLFPUB.com. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Thanks, Mark. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy refining rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency.